for literary criticism in general, I have long felt that any reviewer who expresses rage and loathing for a novel or a play or a poem is preposterous. He or she is like a person who has put on full armor and attacked a hot fudge sundae or a banana split. Kurt Vonnegut Welcome to Angry Typewriter, a podcast about writing and the writing life. I'm Paul, and today's episode would normally be a throwback one, since it's Thursday. But I recently came across an article that so infuriated me that I had to do an episode about it on my other podcast, Bookish, which many of you know about. Well, rather than completely re-record everything, I'm bringing it over to Angry Typewriter as a crossover. I hope it riles you up as much as it did me, and I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Bookish, a literary podcast. I'm Paul, and I admit at the outset that today's episode is a free-flowing rant about an article I just came across about reading and books you don't have to read. It is quite possibly the dumbest article I've ever read, and you're going to see why. So be warned, there's no real structure to this episode I'm going to be going all over the place and again you're going to understand why so let's get started I like to listen to podcasts on my way to work I don't just like to do podcasts I like to listen to them and one of my favorite is Bishop Robert Barron's Word on Fire podcast and I was listening to it the other day it was an older episode and they were referencing a GQ article from 2018 titled 21 Books You Don't Have to Read. To give it some context, let me just read you the introductory paragraph from the article in GQ. It goes like this. We've been told all our lives that we can only call ourselves well-read once we've read the great books. We tried. We got halfway through Infinite Jest and halfway through the spark notes on Finnegan's Wake. But a few pages into Bleak House, we realized that not all the great books have aged well. Some are racist, some are sexist, but most are just really, really boring. So we, and a group of unboring writers, give you permission to strike these books from the canon. Here's what you should read instead. Now with an intro that pretentious, I'm surprised anyone even made it down to their ridiculous list. But, obviously people did, and I forged ahead. Let me give you a few examples of books that they say you don't have to read because they're boring, or sexist, or racist, or whatever. Now, I'm probably not going to mention the books that they suggested in place of those, because most of them are not only haven't read, I haven't even heard of. 
they do seem to be in line with the current trend of promoting only books that are written by diverse authors. And I love diverse authors, but when you're trying to pick someone as a diverse author, specifically to slam a classic, just, just go away. So anyway, here's some of the books. The very first one they list as a book you don't need to read is only a classic that won a Pulitzer Prize. Lonesome Dove by Larry McMurtry. The author says that he actually loves Lonesome Dove, but the cowboy mythos with its rigid masculine emotional landscape, glorification of guns and destruction, and misogynistic gender roles is a major factor in the denigration of America. Seriously. Seriously? Look, Lonesome Dove is awesome. And you should absolutely read it. You should read all of McMurtry. But this is just insane. And it gets worse. The author of the article actually lists The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn twice as a book that you shouldn't read. Twice. Because, in a nutshell, Mark Twain was a racist and should never be read. Once again, as is common in our era of political correctness, we're judging books, people, pretty much everything from previous eras by the standards that we have today. And that's not only unfair, it's impossible. There's a reason that everyone reads Huckleberry Finn in high school. He also lists Catch-22 by Joseph Heller, which is quite simply one of the finest books ever written about the absurdities of war in a time when we really need to be reading about the absurdities of war. But apparently, the author of this article just didn't get it. It wasn't confined to just fiction either. He suggests completely skipping life the autobiography of Keith Richards. I suggest skipping the book part and listening to the audiobook because Keith reads it. Or maybe Johnny Depp reads it now that I think back. But it's Johnny Depp reading in Keith's voice. Anyway, it's really, really great. The Rolling Stones are one of the foundational bands of all of rock and roll. And Keith Richards was half of the key to that and he's funny oh my god he's funny and guess what else about you may not have known about Keith he loves books so absolutely read it completely ignore this idiot now we're moving into some of the final books that I'm going to talk about from this list of nonsense and you're going to notice my blood pressure increasingly rising as we do One of the books that this genius says you absolutely do not have to read before you die is the Lord of the Rings Trilogy by J.R.R. Tolkien. I don't even know where to begin with how wrong this is. Tolkien was a master. And yes, it can be difficult 
working through some of the elvish phrases in the book books but that's part of the joy of it reading isn't always simply cotton candy sometimes you're having to concentrate heaven forbid but it's an amazing journey into a completely new world created by a genius and here's what's ironic and I will mention this as far as authors that he says you should read instead instead of the Lord of the Rings he suggests the Earthsea series by Ursula K. Le Guin who is admittedly a master of the fantasy genre what's ironic is that if you told Ursula K. Le Guin that you should read her books instead of Tolkien she would punch you in the face moving along these next two because this author actually made the list twice Huckleberry Finn made it twice as a book but this is the only author that made it twice as someone you shouldn't read Ernest Hemingway's The Old Man and the Sea and A Farewell to Arms now those of you who've listened to this podcast for a long time know that anyone who disparages Hemingway is dead to me my head nearly exploded when I saw The Old Man in the Sea at number four but then here comes A Farewell to Arms only a couple spots later the author doesn't seem to appreciate Hemingway's quote clipped sentences the man just completely redefined a style of writing this guy doesn't appreciate it okay also Hemingway's a little too manly which is you know obviously a problem today as for the old man in the sea he simply comments that it left him unmoved how you can read the struggle that goes on in the old man in the sea and be unmoved is beyond my comprehension it is amazing in fact go read that now as part of one of my book recommendations it's a slim volume it won the Pulitzer Prize and helped Hemingway ultimately win the Nobel Prize so obviously none of those people that awarded the prizes know anything and this GQ idiot knows everything finally and this is what was brought up in Bishop Barron's podcast that I mentioned at the beginning of of the episode this wonderful reviewer says that one of the books that you just don't have to read before you die is the Bible yep one of the foundational books of western civilization if not the foundational book of western civilization you can just bypass it and here's why and I quote it's certainly not the finest thing that man has ever produced it's repetitive self-contradictory sententious foolish and even at times ill-intentioned well this is a statement made by someone who either has never bothered to open the Bible at all or who has the IQ level of a rock totally separate 
of the religious and spiritual aspects of it. The Bible is amazing literature. And without it, we wouldn't have people like, I don't know, Shakespeare, Cervantes, Hemingway for that matter. This riled me up so much that today's Throwback Thursday episode is one I originally did about how the Bible is literature. So should I really be getting so worked up about one ridiculous article? Yes, I should. Because if that article makes one single person not read Hemingway, not read the Bible, not read McMurtry, then that is a tragedy. And frankly, everyone listening to me needs to cancel their subscription to GQ today. Oh wait, no one has subscriptions to GQ. How it even exists, I have no idea. At any rate, stand firm against the stupidity and keep on reading. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Angry Typewriter. I hope it's been both informative and entertaining, especially for you writers out there. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I hope you'd also consider clicking on the support this podcast link on the Anchor site. For as little as 99 cents a month, you can help keep these episodes coming, and it will also go a long way making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.